Hey man, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? I hope everyone is having a blessed day today. Hey man, I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I'm gonna turn all these phones off before they interrupt the word. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful day here in Washington. What I mean by beautiful is it didn't rain today. We got a dry day. Amen. The Bible says, this is a day the Lord has made, so rejoice and be glad in it. So despite whether it's raining, whether the sun's shining, whether you had a bad day or whatever you want to call it, remember to rejoice because of some people that didn't wake up this morning. Amen. So that in itself is a blessing. We're going to be going again, talking about uh, uh, the prophetic, um, our prophetic training class. We have about four more weeks uh, to complete it. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope everyone is getting something out of it. I hope everyone is getting something out of it. Um, a little bit of house cleaning. We are going to be leaving Facebook. We're going to be leaving Facebook are the new name Meta. We're going to be leaving Meta, uh, better known as Facebook, and we're going to be on YouTube. Our YouTube channel will be on our pages. Click subscribe so that as we go forward, you'll get a notification and you can join in and receive what the Lord has given. Amen. Hallelujah. Our new uh, place of service is at 18635, 18635 8th Avenue South in on the border of Burien and Des Moines. I like to say Burien, but we're going to call it Des Moines, okay? Washington 98148. Y'all come on out, check us out. Uh, we celebrate Christ every Saturday at 11 a.m. Again, that address is 18635 8th Avenue South in Burien or Des Moines, the zip codes 98148. It sits right on the border there. Amen. So come on out Saturdays at 11 uh, a.m. as well as our Bible studies Wednesdays at 7. But uh, these last two Wednesdays and probably throughout the holiday season, we may continue to stay on and broadcast live uh, for those that are outside. We do uh broadcast live um but um just certain things uh going on it makes it easier to do what we have to do as far as taking care of our homes and finances uh and trying to rush out of here and get over to the church so um we may continue this on hallelujah uh, anything else uh, that will do it. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer so we can get in this. I don't want to be before you long, but this lesson here is one that is very important to get a clear understanding pertaining to uh, the seer realm. That's what we're going to be going over today, the seer realm. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we give thanks, praise, and honor to you for this day that you have made. Despite what has gone on, despite who may have used us, abused us, manipulated us, amen, Father God, we still give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. There is none like you. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. God, we thank you. We thank you for just giving us the breath of life to take part in this day, no matter how it went. Lord God, we are just, 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 just joyful, Father God, that we were able to suck in air above ground amen glory be to god sometimes we forget hallelujah that we're just one breath away from going six feet under amen glory be to god so father i just pray that you forgive us of any sins iniquities omissions or commissions that we may have committed lord god hallelujah allow each and every person within the sound of my voice to examine themselves and turn those things over to you that are not of you father god and repent and turn and walk according to your will and you their stat uh, your statues for their life father as we 
move forward in this lesson father i pray lord god that you open up the eyes and ears of your people father god that you put me behind the cross and allow your spirit to have total reign over this vessel father god let every word be spoken with authority and power from on high that it may penetrate that it may do exactly what you have called for it to do lord hallelujah i thank you for your holy spirit allow the wisdom from heaven to fall amen that we may receive everything that God has for us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Must Be Kingdom International Ministries, prophetic Bible training, prophetic Bible training. Do you know that we are all prophetic people? We are all prophetic people. We all are prophetic. Prophetic because we're able to communicate with the Father. Amen communicate with the father that would that's what makes us a prophetic uh being is hearing god and we should follow god amen as he says uh to do we've been speaking a lot over the past few weeks just upon the prophetic how god speaks uh different ways and things of this nature but we're going to be touching in to the prophets uh on tonight in the seer realm amen if you can turn your bibles with me to first samuel chapter 9 and verse 9 and as i always say if you uh, didn't come equipped to study or to take notes it, it doesn't make sense to be on this line then because you're going to forget half of everything that is being told to you so you may as well tune out uh uh but 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 if you're on a uh, if you're on the line uh, uh please go get a, a, a notepad a pen your bible you know this this is bible study this is not just listen and get you know what you can remember amen hallelujah so i'm gonna give you a little bit of time to go get what you need so you can take notes and then study the word that was given and show that self-approved that you may be able to receive even more from the holy spirit as he shares revelation with you amen glory be to god and then at the same time if there's something that the holy spirit gives you that is, goes con contrary to what i uh has given you here then we can talk about that amen we're i don't know everything and i'm always willing to learn glory be to god hallelujah first samuel chapter 9 and verse 9. the bible reads this Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he used to say, come, let us go to the seer. He who is called a prophet now was formerly called a seer. So in the days of old, the word prophet was not used. It was a seer. Why? Because that prophet could see things in the supernatural that everyone else maybe could not see. The seer is what they were called. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we're going to be looking at two different uh, types of prophet. Yes, there's two different types of prophet. One is called a Nabi, N-A-H-B-I, is pronounced Nabi prophet. And then we have the seer prophet. So the Nabi prophet versus the seer prophet. There are two different prophets that operate differently. Amen. Now, the Nabi prophet is a prophet who declares the word of the Lord as he is given them. So as the spirit of the Lord begins to speak, he's declaring it and delivering it. The Nabi prophet often hears and repeats as he is spoken to by the Lord. Amen. He often receives revelation from the Lord in spontaneous and faster flowing inspired thoughts are words they come quick so so he, it's like he's just going and going and going and going and going because it's it's downloading so fast amen hallelujah sometimes the navi prophet will use the gift of tongues to interpretate uh uh our our interpretation of tongues when given prophetic words uh the navi prophet also will often begin to say i hear the lord saying i hear the lord saying see the difference between a navi prophet is he's he's hearing uh but as we step into the seer prophet he's one who emphasizes visions and the revelatory gifts versus the audible speaking gifts now now listen the 
emphasis of a seer is visions and the revelatory gifts versus with a nabi, it's more audible speaking. So, so you hear or you see, amen? Now, me, myself, I'm a seer. I see, I see visions, amen? And they unravel as I press into them. But I also hear, amen? But more so I see, glory be to God. And you might be the same or you may be opposite, but it does not mean one is better than the other. It just means that God uses you differently. Amen. See, a seer will often operate at a slower pace in their delivery of the prophetic word as they describe the picture or imagination in their mind. So as I see a picture, I begin to describe and the revelation of God comes in and it expands. It's like a steel shot and you press into that steel shot and it just unravels. Amen. Glory be to God. The seer uh, type uh, uh, releases heavy, heavily, we rely heavily upon the presence of God and angelic visitation to initiate the revelatory realms. When given prophetic words, the seer will often begin by saying, I see. You see the difference? The seer says, I see. And a Nabi prophet says, I hear the spirit of the Lord saying. Amen. And that's how you can basically tell who is speaking. Just listen. Sometimes you'll see somebody say, you know, I, I, I see in the spirit realm. You see, you're doing dealing with the seer. You, you hear somebody says the spirit of the Lord is saying you're dealing with the Nabi, but not all the time because it can intertwine. Remember, the gifts are of the Holy Spirit. The gifts are of the Holy Spirit. So with this, this means that they, he can use you any way he chooses. He can use you any way he chooses. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's 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 look at the importance of developing the seer gift. We're going to focus on the seer right now. Jesus was 100% God. He came to earth as 100% man and modeled what ministry should look like when we are totally submitted to his will or the will of God. He showed us what ministry serving. See, we got to remember, people, ministry is not about being behind a pulpit in a building. The devil is alive. Amen. Ministry is serving. Every believer is a minister. Why? Because we ought to be serving just like Christ did. Amen. We all have a gift to be able to serve someone else. Amen. God created us that way. Hallelujah. The Bible goes on to say, or excuse me, uh, uh, not one miracle that Jesus did, did he use power as God, but as man. That's, that's important because we must understand that just because he was God does not mean he used his, his, his godly powers. He used his powers as a man, as a, as a, as a man just like me and you. The thing was his relationship. His relationship. You see, the potential is available to each one of us to do what Jesus did, but we must first remove all sin, fear, and unbelief from our lives so we can draw nearer to him. Do you understand that as you allow sin to come into your life, it's, it's drawing you away? As you allow fear to overtake you, it's drawing you away from Christ, from Christ, the, the, the closer you get into the light, the more the world, the more the things of this world have to fall off. That's why it says you're walking on holy ground, because you can't just step in being full of dirt. Amen. So we gradually move closer and closer into the light as things begin to fall off and drop off. Amen. Christ knew no sin. So he was, he was, he was in the middle. He was there. He had an intimate relationship with God. 
What is your relationship like? Many people want to be able to be used by God in mighty ways, healing, deliverance, uh, 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 interpretation of tongues, uh, uh, all these type of things. But you must understand that in order to get to that place, there's a price you have to pay one and there's a relationship that needs to happen. How can, if you had something precious, would you just trust anyone with it? You would only allow the people that you trust hold it or watch it or whatever the case. You wouldn't just leave your baby with just anybody. You're going to leave with someone that you can trust. So what makes you think that God is just going to give out his precious gifts to just any old body? Amen. Yes, the Bible says that God can use a donkey. That's true. Amen. That is true. But to, to move consistently in a particular gift, God must trust you. See, there's a lot of good things, but in the hand of wicked people, it's no longer good. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's look John, in John chapter 5, verse 19. Let's go there real quick. Let's go there real quick. See, we have to remember Jesus, he lived his life from a place of intimacy with God and an and inner relationship with God, only speaking what he heard the Father saying and only doing what he saw the Father doing. Jesus lived a life without other options. You see, the thing with us is we have the ability to choose, just like he did. But his choices were always what God desired. We have that same ability, people. It's in his word. What he desires is in his word. But our choices, our flesh draws us to these things that are not of God. And we have all of this stuff going into our eye gate, into our ear gate that is pulling us away from God. Amen. A lot of things are so cunning and baffling that we don't even know that this is pulling us away from God. Even things in the church we think is okay, but it's not okay. And it's pulling us away from God. Amen. The Bible says in John 5 and 19, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. See, he didn't do anything outside of what he's seen the father doing. And what we ought to be doing is reading his word and not doing nothing outside of what is in his word. If we live the life of such, we will be raising people from the dead. We will be doing miracles upon miracles because he said, even what I did, you shall do greater things. You shall do greater things. But to do greater things, we must have great faith. To do greater things, we must have a, a, a greater intimacy with God. Amen? Now, the seer gift, listen. The seer gift is a restoration of our spiritual sight that we had in the garden. The seer's gift is a restoration of the spiritual sight that we had in the garden. Let me share with you. Go to um, go to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter, or excuse me, chapter 3, verse 6. We're going to go back to the garden, to the beginning. See, our sight before the fall was different than what it is right now. Our sight was totally different. Our mind was totally different. Amen. I believe that we were, were, were back then, they were communicating, talking to the animals. They knew what the animals were saying, and the animals knew what they were saying, I would assume. Amen? <laughs> you know? But I think we use more of our brain back then. Okay? This is my opinion. Okay? It's my opinion. I'm not saying this is what it is. Now, in the following verse, Eve sees that the tree was good for food. Now, if you have never seen our here of a certain berry or fruit would 
uh, would you know that if it's good or bad, if you've never heard of it before? If you've never heard of it, would you, would you know that it's good or bad? Amen. See, the eyesight before the garden contained a level of discernment, which I do not see many people walking in today. We call it discernment, but it's more of what we desire. It's more of what we desire. It's, 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 it's you know, we, we, we're, we're in a time where we want to take the easy, fast way instead of the, the slow, patient way. And then to, 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 uh, uh, to justify it, we say it's God. Amen. But we really know within it ain't God. We know that it's just something we want to do or something we want to have or way we want to go. But we say, oh, it is God. God spoke this. This is what he spoke to me. But no, we need to stop putting things on God just like we need to stop putting things on the enemy. It ain't the enemy. It's the enemy in a me. Amen. It's you. You make the choice. He can't make you do nothing. He'll put it up here and you have a choice to do it. Amen. So stop giving him so much power, saying the devil, the, you know, the devil, no, yo, he did, yo, yo, no, it's you. It's you. Amen. Listen, Genesis chapter three, verse six says this. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, how did she know it was good for food? She ain't never seen it before. She, she walked around it, walked by it, but how did she know it was good for, for fruit? Who told her that? And that it was a delight to the eye and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She saw the tree was good. It was a delight to her eyes. And she, it, it, she assumed that the tree would make her wise. Now, after they ate from the tree, the fall, and they fell into sin, note that the scripture says that their eyes were opened. Now, when I was younger, that used to get me. I was like, well, wait a minute. Were they walking around blind? You know, I didn't know I have no sense. But their eyes were open. We must realize when their natural eyes open, it's more of the spiritual. Their, their natural eyes took the uh took more of a a a a a a a a uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh 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 here, put it like this. The spiritual eyes closed and now all they had, they didn't have that discernment anymore. Amen. To the point to where they didn't even know that God was in the garden. Why? Because they could not see, spiritually see. Amen. Hallelujah. See, when, when they ate, they knew something wasn't right. Something began to shift. They they begin they they were so more so paying more attention to the, their themselves they were naked they said okay naked now we can look at that in two different ways naked meaning that every your your business is known you know what I'm saying or we can look at it at the physical that you know they were seeing that hey I ain't got nothing on you ain't got so we got to cover this thing up now my belief looking at it from a prophetic standpoint is this whenever we we do something we know we shouldn't do we try to cover it up we try to cover it up we justify it we 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 do something and that's what he did uh uh, uh uh, she blamed the snake. Uh, Adam blamed Eve. Everybody put it on somebody else. But remember, they had a choice, just like we have a choice. We have to stop blaming other people. We have to stop putting it on Satan. We have to stop blaming uh, uh, this person or that person. It's you. You have the choice to make the right decision. And when we make the wrong decision, we must be man enough or woman enough to say, I made the wrong decision. I did it. It's my fault. It's my consequence I have to bear. Amen. God's forgiven you. Some things we got to pay a consequence for. But I think sometimes we would rather try to get away with something. And if we get caught, try to lie our way out of it. That ain't the way to live in the kingdom. Amen. Use your mind. Get the wisdom from on high. Make the right choice to get the right consequence. Amen. Glory be to God.
Hallelujah. It goes on to say here. Mm, amen. So I, I want to talk about that a little bit more. You know, as we come into the things of God and we draw near to God, our spiritual eyes begin to open. Our spiritual eyes begin to open and, 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 I like to use the term sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but it'll always materialize if you work for it. Amen. If you desire it. Amen. Hallelujah. So some people see spirits. My wife, she sees all kinds of stuff in the walls, all kinds. She said, you see the wall? The walls come alive. She'll say things like this, you know, hallelujah. But but the floor would change colors. You know, she sees these type of things. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm quite sure there's many of you out there that probably see that same. You, 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 you've tapped into that spiritual eye that is opening up. Amen. And then we're in a season, we're in a time where God is opening up the eyes of his people so that they can see, that they can understand, that they don't uh, be taken, uh, that they don't fall for the okie doke, that they're able to see wisdom wise what's going on as well as spiritual wise in the spirit realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How to see in the spirit. How to see in the spirit. That's a great question. How do we see in the spirit? Amen. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel's experiences are important for us to learn how to press into vision. That's the key. Pressing in to the vision that is on your television screen in your mind, okay? It is important to be comfortable in your heart that God uses your mind to speak and he speaks by his voice. Visions and dreams. His voice, visions, and dreams. His voice, visions, and dreams, amen? This is how he communicates with us, people. Amen. Daniel chapter four and five. Let's go there real quick. Daniel chapter four and verse five. Speaking about Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. Hallelujah. If you have any questions pertaining to this, please inbox me. I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have. Amen. Glory be to God. This is important that we understand. Uh, 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 one, that being prophetic doesn't mean that you're a prophet. We're all prophetic. Amen. The prophet is an office. That's an office. Amen. And, and a lot of people are getting their, whole, their, their heads chopped off by trying to operate in an office that has not been given to them by God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you're dealing with a different level of demonic activity. And if you aren't geared, if you're not trained, if you're not prepared, hallelujah, you can go crazy. Amen. In here, in your mind, because the enemy wants to take this and, and, and rule it and reign it and run it. Amen. And if you aren't geared, if you're not trained, uh, he could take you. <laughs> yeah, I've, se I've seen some folks, man, I'm telling you. So Daniel chapter four, verse five. Listen, I Nebuchadnezzar, this is how I start. I Nebuchadnezzar was at ease in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream and it made me fearful. And these fantasies as I lay on my bed and the vision in my mind kept alarming me. So he's sitting here letting us know that these visions, he had a dream that would made him fearful and that he uh, 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 fantasized on his bed as he laid and the vision continued to come to his mind. Amen. Amen. See, he saw the angel in his mind. Seeing an angel in his mind is as real as uh, if the angel was standing before him in, in the natural. Amen. Glory be to God. See, we, we must understand that what we see in the spirit realm in our mind is, is, is more realer than what we see in reality. Amen. I'll tell you what, what I mean by that. Listen, 
we watch television and we believe that that's the way it's supposed to be. We'll sit there and say, man, why did he do that? I don't, man, he should have, if it was me, they're acting. They're supposed to do stupid stuff because it's an act. They say roll them and they are totally different. They say cut and it's over. Amen. They go back to their normal. So why do we assume or why do we believe that the way that we operate in reality should be just like it is on television? Amen. Have you seen a reality show? Is that reality? Do people fly in airplanes every day? Do they wear the type of clothes that them folks wear? Do they eat out at the places that they eat? That's not reality. So why they call it a reality show? To get you to assume that this is reality so you can try to live something that ain't true. A lie. So again, what comes to your mind has more truth than what you see. Understand that, people. Daniel chapter 4 and 10 reads this. Now those, now these were the visions in my mind. This is what Nebuchadnezzar is saying. Now he's telling you about the vision that's in his mind. As I lay on my bed, I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great, and its height was great. So in the following verse, Nebuchadnezzar sees an angel. He saw the angel in his mind. Seeing the angel in his mind is as real as seeing an angel standing before him in the natural, okay? So that angel he sees is like a tree, a big, great, big old tree. 4 and 13 reads this. I was looking in the vision of my mind as I lay on my bed and behold, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. So he pressed into the dream. He pressed into it. And as he pressed into it, it basically unraveled. It unraveled. Daniel's experience is another great example of when he saw a vision or in his mind uh, that was real and of great importance. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Go to Daniel chapter seven, verse two. Daniel chapter seven and verse two. Hallelujah. See, see, see. The, the thing with Daniel, <laughs> the, 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 the vision began in Daniel's mind. Note how Daniel begins to take an active role in posturing himself to receive the vision and to go deeper into the vision. Amen. So in Daniel chapter seven and two, he says this. He says, I was looking in my vision. So that, that tells you there that he's taking and he's he, he's removing everything around him. He's, he's focusing his mind on this vision, amen, by night. And behold, a four wing, the, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, for the great beasts were coming up from the sea, different from one another. So he says, I was looking in my vision. I was pressing into my vision. People, it's important to do such. Have you ever had a dream and you woke up, you remembered the entire dream. You go to the bathroom, you go and sit back down and you can't remember nothing. It's, it's been snatched. But do you know if you can grab a piece, a little piece, if you press, if you focus, a little piece will come back. And if you Hold on to that little piece and press into it. It'll begin to all come back. And if you thank God while you're doing it, it'll come back faster. Why? Because you're giving God the glory for bringing that back to you that he gave you. Amen. And remember that, people. Remember that. Remember that. Hallelujah. Daniel continued to posture himself. He consecrated himself on the vision. Consecrate. He focused. He focused. Nothing else mattered. Just that vision. Just that dream. He needed to get in and press in to receive what God had for him. Amen. And 
as he does this, the vision unfolds and he is able to receive the fullness of what the Lord wants to show him. Understand this, people. Not every dream is of God. First, I want to let you know that. Every dream you have is not of God. So every dream you have, don't pop up thinking, oh, the Lord is giving me. No, you first must uh, ask yourself, where did this dream come from? There's demonic dreams. There's soulless dreams. And there's dreams from God. There's messages from him. There's things that the enemy wants to get you all caught up in. Amen. And then there's those desires that are on your soul that maybe you went to bed angry or you meant to, went to bed with something heavy on your heart. You know, that can, can show itself uh, in a dream as well. So you have to distinguish what is what before you begin to press in. Amen. Now, a soulless dream and a dream from, from the, the spirit realm are, 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 are kind of hard to detect. But as you continue to uh, uh, examine your dreams, you'll get to a place to where you can understand, you'll, you'll know what is soulless and you'll know what is of the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Because one thing God will do is he'll continue to press it upon you. He'll continue to press it upon you. It just keeps coming to mind. It's like you can't shake it. Amen. Or, 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 or a piece of that dream just will not leave your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you focus on that one piece, it'll unravel. Amen. Hallelujah. Write your dreams down. Get a notepad and pen. Put it in your nightstand. When you have a dream, don't, don't, don't hesitate. Get up and start writing that dream. Write down the date, write down the time and write and write. And then write down what the spirit of the Lord may say to you because he may be giving you a spirit of interpretation of that dream. Hallelujah. Write it down. Write this stuff down. It's very important. Very important. So Amen. Daniel chapter seven, verse four. Let's go there real quick. Daniel chapter seven and verse four. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Daniel chapter seven, verse four. The Bible reads in Daniel chapter seven, verse four. The first was like a lion and had the wings of an angel. Now, listen, he says, I kept looking. So what he's saying is I, I kept pressing in. He says, I kept looking until its wings were plucked. And it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. So he says, after this, I kept looking. And then something else came out of that dream. And then he pressed even further and something else came out of that dream. Amen. Hallelujah. By verse nine, Daniel had been pressing into this dream for a period of time. So it's not something that you just going to take a couple of minutes. It may take an hour. It may take uh, 20 minutes. It may take some time to really press into that dream or that vision that had been you have been given. Let's go to verse nine. Listen to this. It says, I kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat. Now, just think if you if he stopped, he stopped pressing in. He would not have been able to get to the place to where the spirit of God, God took his throne and sat. Now, that's real. Amen. That's real. That's supernatural. That's in the spirit realm. This is, it's not like, oh, this is some goofy stuff. No, this is what's going on. He sat. It's what the Bible says. The ancient of days took his seat. His venture was like, uh, uh, or his ventures was like white snow and his hair, the, the hair of his head, like pure, pure wool. His throne was ablaze with fire and its wheels were a burning fire. Daniel chapter seven, nine. So Daniel continued to press in and look into the vision. Finally, in verse 13, he has an encounter. So have you ever encountered God? You know, when you take the time to just zone out, zone out 
and focus your mind upon what God has given through a vision or dream, you can experience God. You can experience his, his peace. You can experience his joy. You can, you, can, you, can, you can experience his glory. You can experience God. Why? Because you're pressing into him. Amen. Through the vision. Verse, uh, uh, let's go, let's read verse 7, uh, Daniel chapter 7, 11 and 12. It says, then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. Now he's pressed in. I remember in the beginning, he said that he see, he seen what looked like a lion and had the wings of an eagle. Now we done got all the way down here to where he done seen God sitting on the throne. The throne is ablaze, the flame, the uh, uh, ablaze with flames and his wheels are like burning fire. He's seeing, seeing, hearing sounds and all kinds of stuff is going on, amen? Because he continued to press. Why do we cut ourselves short? Why do we cut ourselves? We see a good thing in a vision and we just stop right there. Do you know if you continue to press, there's more that God wants to reveal to you through his spirit. Amen. Verse 13 says this, I kept looking in the night vision. It's night now. He's been in this thing for some time. Amen. I kept looking in the night vision and behold, with the cloud of heaven, one like a son of man was coming and he came up to the ancient of days and was presented and was presented before him. He came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him. The apostle John positioned himself to receive visions. He could not make visions happen or imagine in his, in, in, in on his own, we can, however, position ourselves to receive visions from the Lord. Now, John was caught up into a vision when he was in prayer and in the spirit. There it is right there. How can you receive the visions? Is by prayer and being in the spirit. This further demonstrates that we play a part in receiving the vision. You're preparing yourself. You're opening yourself. Amen. To receive and to be taken up. Amen. Hallelujah. Another way uh, increases the value we place upon the thoughts and visions within our minds is to remember that God treats that what we see or think in our minds as real as the actual act. God treats what goes on up here just like it happened. Example, Matthew, go to chapter five, verse 27 and nine. Matthew chapter five, verse 27 and nine. The Bible reads this. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that anyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his mind. So it's not just what we do, but it's what we think. Now we say this, I ain't got, man, you're in the people, this is just me. This is who I am. This is what I do. You see? No, no. When you came into this world, you didn't know nothing. So everything you know was learned. And many things need to be unlearned. Amen? So that we can walk the high road. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22 says this. You have heard 
that the ancients were told are your yet uh, ancients were told you shall not commit murder and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court but i say to you that anyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court so you know many of us what we'll do is we'll sit and we'll smile and he 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 but we got all this anger all this jealousy inside of us amen just because we don't see it don't mean god don't see it don't mean god don't see it anger and love it's like oil and water unforgiveness god don't deal with anger at your brother the bible says that we need to go talk to our brother and release that so we can be uh in brotherly connection again unified amen but so many of us walk around with so much hate and so much anger and so much bitterness for people that we see every day we just don't want to work it out we need to begin to work these things out people let me tell you something a tribe a tribe is like a, an engine. Every part of the engine plays a part of the movement of that car. If one piece of the engine is not working properly, the car is not going to function properly. So each piece of that engine relies upon the other piece of the engine. And as a tribe, we are to, supposed to uh, 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 rely upon one another so that the engine or the tribe can move effectively for the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And this is one of the reasons why all of this mess is coming into the world is because the engine, the tribe, is not moving. Uh, 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 oh, let me, let me, let me, let me stay, stay. Amen. We must unify. We must walk together we must stay together we must uh, uh uh love one another we must overcome all of these 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 idiosyncrasies that we have against one another and work them out amen so what somebody has something that you desire you can get it if you can't get it go 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 help the person that has what you want and watch god do something for you amen if you want something go help somebody that has what you want you want a house? Go help somebody that's looking for a house. Find a house. Amen. And do it from the heart and watch what God does for you. Give and you shall receive. Give and you shall receive. The transfiguration, a vision. Remember in the garden, the transfiguration? The transfiguration was, was when the three disciples saw Jesus, Elisha, and Moses. This event was called a vision. A vision of the mind from God can transform a person's life. It can transform a person's life. You don't think that those disciples that seen Elisha and, and seen Moses and seen Jesus, that it didn't do something to them? It didn't do something to them? The Bible says in Matthew 6, 17, uh, uh, it says this. It says, as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one until the son of man has risen from the dead. They wouldn't believe it. A lot of things that people see when they share it with certain people, they don't believe it. See, <laughs> The prophetic is real, folks. You know, you may see somebody on the street corner acting a little weird. And we call we call we call them, you know, we, we got all kind of names for for people that 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 maybe uh, are speaking some truth. But because of their uh, behaviors, we call them retarded or something's wrong with them. They got mental issues. But there's a lot of these folks that got what we would call mental issues that are really seeing and speaking some truths. Amen. 
If Jesus was alive today, they probably been unlocked him up and put him in a loony bin, threw away the key. Because they would say, you crazy. That can't happen, won't happen, will never happen. Amen? But it did happen. Hallelujah. Our, our imagination was created by God, people. He created it for a purpose, for a reason. Amen. Not, not for you to, to, to go and daydream about, about naked women or, or naked men or all this filth that goes through our mind. No, that's not why he created our thinking. Our imagination, in the, our imagination is another word for using our mind. Our imagination is like an organ created by God so we could communicate with the unseen realm. Our imagination is our spiritual eye or as the following verse refers to it as the eyes of our heart. Go to Ephesians chapter one and verse 18. Ephesians chapter one and verse 18, amen. Our imagination God created for a purpose for a purpose. Ephesians chapter one, verse 18 says this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I'm gonna read that again. I pray that the eyes of your heart. Now we have to remember in the Bible, when they say heart in areas, they mean mind of your mind. The eyes of your mind may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. You will know in your mind what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, in the saints, people of God. When we think of our imagination, most of us think of our childhood imaginary friends, our imaginary, imagining situations and games uh, we would play. You know, you, you know, <clears throat> a lot of folks, had these imaginary friends, you know, and some of them call them little imps, you know, the imps they were playing with the imps and, you know, you sit down and little girls would do the little tea thing and have the little tea stuff set up and talking to these little, and can't nobody see nobody, but she down there having a stone cold conversation with these individuals, amen? Imagination. A child's imagination is just off the Richter scale. And some of us have great imaginations, amen? Hallelujah. Uh, 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 um, I remember in school, they would have certain assignments, you know, to where you have to use your imagination to come up with something. Amen. Hallelujah. See, we, we, we've gotten to a place where we don't exercise our imagination. We just sit down and watch. We sit down and turn our brain off. You know, when you watch TV, you're turning your brain off. You just turn it off. It's off. You know what I mean? <laughs> my God, my God. We deal in, in the everyday, the everyday realities of life. And many of us have allowed the world to tell us that the use of the imagination is regarded as foolishness. This is what we're told today, people. Using your imagination is foolishness. See, every the powers that be are trying to shut down communication lines with the spirit realm. They know what they're doing. So they want us to believe that there's no need for your imagination. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna give some examples of the use of a sanctified imagination. See, we need to sanctify our imagination because we have a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in our imagination. You know, there was a time uh, where somebody would upset me and I would be smiling and chuckling, but in my imagination, I done blew up their car they house with everybody in it. I done did some things, but at the same time as I'm blowing up their house and, and all this kind of stuff, I'm sitting here laughing with them. 
I'm quite sure many of you that same way. Amen. Listen, a sanctified imagination. Second Samuel chapter two and verse three, building the tabernacle. I'm just going to go over these real quick for time's sake. Building of the tabernacle. Second Timothy, or excuse me, second Samuel verse seven or chapter seven, verse two through three. It says, and the king said to Nathan, the prophet, see, now I dwell in the house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells within tent curtains. Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is within your mind, for the Lord is with you. Amen. Building the tabernacle came from the imagination of the mind. Amen. Uh, First Chronicles 29 and 18, again, speaking upon the tabernacle. Read these for yourself, people. Write these down. Prophetic word for the nation. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. I want to read this to you. The word of the Lord came to me saying, what do you see? Jeremiah, in your imagination, what do you see? Amen. And he said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform, to perform it. I am watching over my word to perform it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's Jeremiah chapter one, verse 11 and 12. Acts chapter 11, verse 5 through 10, speaks on the direction for the church. Amen. The, the, the direction for the church. If you remember Peter being in Joppa and uh, going into a trance and seeing a vision. Amen. Hallelujah. Or excuse me. Yeah. Paul. Uh, Acts chapter 16 and verse 9 speaks upon the direction of evangelism. When a vision appeared to Paul in the night and a man from Macedonia was standing and uh, apply, uh, uh, appealed to him and saying, come over to Macedonia to help. Uh, Revelation chapter four and one, uh, seeing in the heavenly realm. Amen. Hallelujah. When uh, Paul seen uh, in the heavenly realm. Amen. See. We we first must have we we first must have faith to see. You you, get, you can't see if you ain't got no faith. Bottom line, everything in heaven operates by belief and faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So by faith it says in Hebrews chapter eleven verse five and six, it by faith Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Verse 6 reads this. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He is a rewarder for those that seek him. Matthew 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all things will be added to you. Do you seek God on a daily basis? Or do you just seek him when you need something? Or you need him to get you out of trouble? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, we, it's homework time. It's homework time. As I said, this is not for me. This is for you. I don't want you to do anything and turn it in. I, no, I want this is for you to exercise your gifts, to exercise your eye, to open that spiritual eye that you have within you. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is what we're doing. The homework is this. Practice activations daily that will allow God to restore your visionary capacity. Remember, in the beginning, the spiritual eye was open. Amen. And with the death, 
burial and resurrection of Christ and the faith that we have in him, our spiritual eyes can open. Amen. But we must practice the activations daily. Amen. So quiet your mind and ask the Lord to show you a vision. That's the homework. Quiet your mind and ask the Lord to show you a vision. Now, a vision can come very faint, but focus and keep looking just like Daniel did. The Bible says in Psalms 4 and 4, meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. The Bible tells us to meditate in your mind, in your heart, on your bed and be still. Press in. Press in and listen to what the Spirit of the Lord has to give you through vision. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope someone caught this because it's 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 so important. All of the prophetic is so important in this time we're in because many people don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know what's going to take place next year. They don't know. They don't know. But there is one that does know. And guess what? He's given us a gift to be able to communicate with us, to be able to lead us, guide us, and direct us. Hallelujah. So we don't fall for the okey-doke. You don't want to be a sheep led to the slaughter. You don't want to be a follower following the masses. And we already know that if the masses is going one way, best to go the other way. Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a time where we got people trying to tell us what we should do. Amen. Hallelujah. But is this is what God tell us, is telling us to do. You see, there got to be a reason why every time you turn on the TV, you're hearing about something. Every time you turn on the radio, you're hearing about something. Every conversation you have that something is brought up, there got to be a reason. You keep hearing that stuff. You keep hearing. If somebody tells you you're stupid enough, you're going to start believing it. And many of us are starting to believe something that we're hearing too much about. Did God say, are you just following the masses? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give thanks, honor, and praise to you for this message. We thank you, Father God, for opening up our spiritual eyes. The Bible says, wake up, O ye sleeper. Amen. I decree and declare that the spiritual eyes of your kingdom people, Father God, will open now in the name of Jesus Christ. That activation take place now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That your fire will touch them, Father God. That you will stir up their spirit, Lord God. That they will begin to see, hallelujah, in the spirit realm like they've never seen before, oh God. I give you all the glory and all the praise in advance, Father. In advance, Father. There's some people that are going to have dreams on tonight. There's some people that are going to have dreams on tonight. Write the dreams down. And if you have no understanding, inbox me and we can go over the dream and press into it together and see what the spirit of the Lord is speaking. We thank you, Father God, for what you are about to do to your people. Those, Father God, that are hungry for you. Those, Father God, that you have have, have an intimate relationship with that, 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 that seek your face, Father God, on a day-to-day -day basis, Lord God. Hallelujah. That desire to walk, that to desire, those that desire to, to walk into your glory and to drop off all things of this world. Speak to them, Lord. Speak to them. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we pray. Amen and amen. I want to thank each and every person that is tuned in, those on YouTube, those that are on Facebook Live. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory be to God. Uh, if the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to you, give hallelujah to our ministry. We have our uh, ministry in Kenya. Amen. Hallelujah. And the orphans there are in need of food and they're in need of clothing. So we are doing our best to support them, to give hallelujah. 
to support those orphans. How many of you know orphans are are dear to the Father's heart? And if they're dear to his heart, they're dear to my heart. So people of God, uh, if the Spirit of the Lord has placed something upon your heart to give, be obedient to the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. We'll be back on here uh, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. For those that are local, come on down. 18635 8th Avenue uh, South in uh, Burien. It's on a, a borderline of Burien and Des Moines. Uh, zip code 98148. Come on down. Celebrate Jesus with us. Amen. Until we meet again, y'all, walk by faith and not by sight. Y'all have a fantastic evening. God bless you.